Welcome to this 15 minute of experience. Today I'm with uh, Yudo Kurita. So welcome, Yudo. Thanks for having me. Happy to so, be here. It's really nice to have you here in this podcast. And uh, you are really an interesting creator, I can say, not only photographer. Uh, and today uh, uh, we talk about you, your experience uh, in photography, not only and uh, also in uh, your comfort magazine uh, experience. But before of that, I would like to ask you if you can introduce a bit of yourself as a person, as an artist. Um, yeah, so yeah, my name is Ida Kurita and um, I'm a visual artist for lack of better articulation, but um, yeah, visual artist with a focus in photography. And um, I recently started a new magazine called Comfort Um, which I run alongside uh, one of my best friends, Robert LeBlanc, who's also a photographer as well. Um, so kind of juggling between mediums and, um, yeah, and running comfort now. So, uh, you know, uh, today I, I want to talk with you about uh, um, your main work as a photographer. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm really curious about uh, how it's composed your workflow in, the, in, in, in all of your the work you do it because I, I can say it's not only about fashion photography but most of, uh, of your uh, part of portfolio is really uh, I think uh, uh, a soul in experimentation also. And uh, yeah. how it's composed, uh, how, how come half this work, and uh, when did you re realize that was the way you wanted to work? Yeah, I mean, as photog using photography as a medium, I started out doing primarily like doing gallery shows, kind of making zines, uh, just like that kind of stuff, like not doing any commercial work. Um, didn't really understand, was pretty naive in terms of like fashion world or having it that worked. Um, but, um, and also at the time, a lot of my work was much more mm, literal in terms of trying to speak about how I was viewing the world. Um, so I don't know, some of my earlier images, like, I don't know, like a photo of a car on fire <laughs> in front of a church um, was a quite literal interpretation <laughs> things I view to the world. Um, but uh, yeah, basically moving into doing, when I was 24, uh, I had my daughter quite in a kind of unexpected <laughs> fashion, um, which moved me into being like, oh, I need to like have money because um, doing the gallery stuff and doing zines was not making any money. Yeah. Um, people shooting fashion that I actually really loved, like, um, Vivian Sasson and Julia Hetta and kind of learning about that kind of stuff and learning about Conjure Sasson and brands like that. Um, and also simultaneously like realizing that 
kind of being a constant state of nihilism was probably not a good mindset for uh, someone raising a child. So kind of doing some self-work and stuff around that also brought me into changing the way I was shooting photos. A lot of the stuff you see now is more based on kind of my emotional internal reaction to the world around me, which luckily can translate into fashion stuff a bit easier. Um, could be perceived purely as an aesthetical kind of topical thing. Um, but at least for me internally, and I think for some people who see it, maybe you can start to see where that's coming from. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's purely, a lot of it is experimentation, like you're saying, um, and just kind of bringing things that I find interesting in other mediums into photography, um, essentially, and then trying to play what that looks like and how I use a camera to create uh, these things going on in my head. It's, 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 a, it's a really interesting the work, as I said. I mean, it's uh, not only interesting, but also um, talking about, and uh, this is what I, I really appreciate to see your images, because they are not all the images uh, to sell a product, but uh, they express also a lot of uh, uh, your connection with, the, with the, the model of the subject in general you have in front, and uh, uh, this really I think it's a main point, uh, actually, uh, what makes uh, differences between uh, a photograph than another, especially in the fashion industry. And uh, I was watching at your commission, for example, I want to just take the one, uh, the first one come up from the website of North Face and uh, this uh, also focused on the uh, main parts of the ears, of the eyes, <laughs> of the subject and the hands. It's really interesting to use this kind of storytelling in your work that uh, not only show the product, but also the person is uh, wearing this product uh, and even the body as uh, something we wear every day. And uh, it's, uh, uh, I think the, the a focus point, it's, it's really uh, important to uh, provide, uh, I think, in, uh, in the visual parts to, to other people watch our work, we can see. But uh, let's talk about comfort. Uh, do, do you do also the design part? I mean, you do it also the book design part. Yeah, yeah. So all of the, um, with comfort, all of the layout design um, is done by me. So all the graphic work and layout. Um, there's a couple stories inside of the first issue that were designed by another friend of mine, Andrew Wren, who, um, is an art director. Um, he did, I believe, two story layouts inside of it. Um, but besides that, everything else is done by me. Um, and yeah, just trying to get to a space um, with the magazine that it, it changes per story. Um, and the graphic work is reflective of that story, um, rather than having kind of a super uniform um, graphic language, which I can, I do appreciate that, you know, like somebody who can really set this beautiful uniform and it, it, it can flow throughout. Um, but again, coming from a background of doing zines and that kind of thing, I wanted to try and make it feel like um, 
it changed per story. Um, there's a bit of things that are uniform in terms of like certain fonts that I've used throughout. Um, but besides that, it's kind of chaos, which um, is the goal. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I'm sure uh, that I will buy a copy if it's available of uh, the issue one uh, for sure because I I love it the design I mean in this case I'm a, a editor uh, of book and uh, yeah uh, I really love your work it's really nice uh, cool. and respect in a way the idea I have also of uh, when you buy a magazine has to be full of content and this content has uh, in a way. I mean, as not to be a magazine we was used when we were young, you know, it's just something you can scroll and then put away. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, much more representative as a, as an object, as a as a book. Uh, we can see with the importance, with the value we give to to this magazine, and uh, in a way, it's also uh, an object of art. I can say totally about. Uh, the first issue that I'm just scrolling now from your website. And uh, uh, what I want to ask you also in, in base of the experience, uh, uh, how much uh, did you think uh, was difficult uh, in a way, uh, the marketing of this magazine? I mean, uh, as I know, it's, it's not an easy issue uh, to sell magazine, to sell book. I mean, it's something we do it here. I do it uh, with Berlin Explorer. It's not really easy. Uh, even it's uh, much difficult to the organization to get in touch with other photographers, with other creators, to have everything in time. It's really a chaos. It's something that probably sometimes uh, you don't get back all of the time you spend, all of the energy you, you spend in the in the prize you give to the product. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think there's a lot of similarities in, in doing the magazine and doing what you're doing, right? Because you're... Uh, the magazine is actually free so we give it away for free um same with like your podcast it's free for people and creating something that supports a community but also is inspiring hopefully um, people within the community and people who are you know maybe interested and maybe not a part of it yet but can be inspiring to them you know um so yeah yeah it's definitely tricky um i think we were really really lucky um i think for whatever reason, um, people were pretty open to contributing to it, which I thought would be much more difficult. Um, namely, something that kind of woke me up to it was uh, Robert had gotten a hold of Lindsay Adario, um, who's one of my favorite, if not favorite, um, photojournalists, um, who's able to capture such insane situations, but so beautifully, where they, they can clearly live like in a gallery just as art pieces, but are also actually documentation. Um, when she was willing to give us kind of her life's work as a portfolio piece, um, it kind of made us both be like, oh, we can probably make this bigger. Um, but process wise, um, it really is just constantly hitting people up and being lucky to have some friends that have helped us along the way and also being fortunate enough to have friends also because a lot of my friends are in it that just their work is incredible um and then yeah mainly the big the biggest um difficulty is getting funding um and again pretty lucky that these brands were willing to give us a bit of money um and 
we were able to raise enough that we could cover printing. Um, and that's kind of the process moving forward is that hopefully we raise enough money and what we raise is what we can print. Um, and just knowing that we're making a million mistakes as we yeah, go. Yeah, it is the really most difficult part. It's the, the part that scare me actually I don't know if you have seen, but we got deactivated from Instagram, uh, our profile, and uh, yeah, three years of work uh, went in the, uh, in the yeah without any, you know, the policy, the policy on of Instagram is uh, uh, no answer. I mean, there is no human answer you there, just algorithmic, and it's an uh, algorithm uh, choose that you are not uh, respecting the community guidelines, so then uh, you're fucked, and. Uh, <laughs> Easy. What because like that's a whole other tangent we go off on, but like that's insane that your account got fully. It's just fully shut down. Yeah, yeah. That from a day to another, just uh, I opened the profile and they asked for the verification of mobile number. I did it. I did the code authentication. Blah blah. blah all the stuff, and then uh, yeah, the profile was blocked and that doesn't exist anymore. And uh, it's uh, I'm trying to get back, but it's really difficult. Anyway, uh, um, that is also uh, providing me a bit of uh, not sadness only, but also difficulties. Difficulties because I'm uh, <laughs> I was going to publish uh, a tree book, and now uh, I'm starting again from zero with the community. And for me, it's like okay, how I launch tree book with a community of only two hundred people on Instagram. It's yeah. uh, really difficult, and yeah, it's. it's I think that's kind of like living in this time that we're in right now where we're making as artists or, you know, creatives or whatever, um, you're kind of like held, held yeah. using these platforms. Um, if those platforms decide to do things like randomly shut down the account. <laughs> And and what the I, I'm not, like I like I'm not I, like looking at your account. I never was like there's anything uh, that insane or like anywhere near being uh, something worthy of shutting an account down for. Uh, anyway, it's, it's insane. Yeah, like the only yeah. message the only message I got from uh, from Instagram was uh, you're going too fast. <laughs> this is you're going too fast. Uh, and uh, you have to slow down, and uh, that's why they blocked that account. But yeah, anyway. Um, uh, and uh, uh, why I'm telling you that? I'm telling you that also because yeah, I, I totally understand that uh, it's really difficult then to let understand the people what is the big work that is behind the magazine. Uh, in this case, uh, for example, comfort. Uh, I have to say it's. Uh, uh, in a way, the dream uh, of mine to doing a magazine of 500 page almost with a lot of content inside, a lot of interview, a lot of uh, pictures. And uh, I was working on something like that uh, years ago. And uh, I'm really happy to see that uh, someone like you did it. Uh, and yeah, now so to talk with you about that. Yeah, thank you so much. And, uh, I think one thing for anyone trying to do that kind of stuff uh it's i'm very fortunate to have my friend rob working with me um i'm much more in my head and uh very critical of myself and my ideas which makes me not do stuff um and he's very just like 
go so I can be like, oh, like I have this idea and he'll hit me back like a day later and be like, oh, I talked to all the people to like yeah. make the idea happen. Um, so I think working with them has definitely taught me to sometimes you just have to go yeah totally totally it's what i say uh always i mean i'm kind of person i'm uh, totally involved in what i do i mean everything you see of berlin explorer is made by me it's uh, everything most uh, from instinct and uh, naturally and uh and uh yeah it's compulsive also we can say and what i think always is uh, uh to don't think the point is also especially when you do it photographer don't think to, to first doing and then to to go back to your picture and watch what you do it but to don't think during uh, you're doing something let uh, just play with yourself have fun and then enjoy what you are doing and then everything is, is realizable i think in a way yeah for sure it's definitely transferable from ideas of, of photography um that i think yeah and i'm always trying to find a line of like my own hyper analytical thought process and just the freedom that comes from photography um, and not doing that um, and trying to have that stuff translate. And I think like I grew up skateboarding and I still skate. Um, it's a very similar mentality, I think, carries over to making images as well, which is A, that you're probably going to try a million times and probably fuck up. I, I yeah. yeah, 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 totally. I think, I think, um, it, it's... <laughs> um, but uh, also that you know that you shouldn't yeah. let that just be a bit more free and go do things um, and let things happen. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's something is a kind of uh, you can say technique you can use in everything. I mean, it's working, everything. It's uh, sometimes I give a metaphor about uh, imagine sometimes I say to my alum in the classes uh, uh, imagine you are you want to kiss a girl and uh, if you stay there and think 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 yeah, probably you will never kiss this girl and you will be fucked <laughs> and this is the same for everything else i mean uh, sometimes thinking is good it's good to reflect ourselves it's good to be aware of ourselves but in the same way sometimes it's better also to don't think to don't reflect too much to just do it and then to see what happens yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's, yeah, the, the fine line of um, too much self-awareness becomes an issue. Uh, self-awareness pours over into self-consciousness and then you might have a problem. So yeah, writing that fine line is something that I think, whether it's just in life, but also with photography, with anything that I'm doing, is like kind of trying to find a happy medium between those two ways of so I, I want to ask you the last question then uh, we, we our time is already done but yeah but, uh, um, I want to ask you uh, if there is an experience you didn't do it until now what is the kind of experience you would like to do in the, now in the near future um sorry one that I happened something that I want to do yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, probably a lot of things. So many. Yeah. Things. Um, but yeah, just I, I, there's a never-ending list of things that I want to do. Um, but I would say 
probably like between making a film and there was a book that I worked on for two years that was a very big project um, that at the end of it, there were issues with publishing um, that didn't come out. And that process kind of uh, was pretty painful, but um, I would like to do another book like that, that I spend uh, a year at the very least, if not more working on. And that is kind of a combination of Photographies, graphic work, paintings. Um, okay, so this is something like it's something like I, I was also thinking and working on uh, something like combining uh, many different uh, uh, kind of uh, communication uh, inside of just one one product uh, and uh, to combine even uh, the paper, even the structure of a book, a structure of a magazine, so different kind of status. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it just, yeah. And that again, like doing that for two years under the impression that someone was publishing it and communicating with them the whole time and then being like, Hey, it's done. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's like $75,000. We're not going to pay. That. <laughs> Damn. Could have like, maybe you told me like, <laughs> you know, like uh, a couple of months ago, a year ago. Um, but uh, probably that's like something that I'd really like to try to, as a, I guess, in terms of all the things I want to do, maybe a simpler thing that I would like to try and try and figure out, which I think probably to self-publishing. Um, well, I, I, would follow, money, I, don't know. <laughs> I would follow you to, to know when you will come up with this. Yeah, and uh, if you come up with come, this, come in, come in. I'm, I'm sure that I'll you will come up with uh, one or two ideas different. I'm sure about that. So uh, thank you a lot for your time and for this nice conversation we had. It was really nice to get in touch with you. And uh, if anyone wants to see the work of Yudo, I suggest that for sure. Uh, so link in the description. If you want to join in this format, uh, communication podcast, you can use the last link in the description. Um, thank you again, Yudo, for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this podcast and if you want to learn more about us you can visit the link allmylinks.com Berlin Explorer or our website bxproject.com and if you want to follow us you can always get news from Instagram on our account bxproject. Thank you again and see you in the next episode.